from API. This is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm your host, Jane Van Ryan. Offshore drilling is a hotly debated issue in Virginia. In mid-February, Virginia's Governor Tim Kaine asked the federal government to delay oil and natural gas exploration off the state's coast. Then Virginia's Attorney General and Lieutenant Governor sent letters to the U.S. Interior Department explaining why exploration should continue as planned. So what are the facts about offshore drilling in Virginia? To answer that question, we have David Schneer from the Center for Environmental Stewardship at the Thomas Jefferson Institute for Public Policy in the studio today. Welcome, David. Thank you, Jane. First of all, tell our listeners about your organization. I'd be happy to. The Institute has as its mission to provide Virginia's political and business and academic and community leadership with thoughtful and realistic and, we hope, useful and nonpartisan analysis of public policy issues that deal with Virginia. We base these policy issues on the Institute's belief in free markets and on limited government and on individual responsibility. The Center for Environmental Stewardship, which I direct, examines environmental and resource issues from the perspective of the steward. In other words, we as stewards have a responsibility to ensure the success of our civilization while increasing its value in its human and its natural its mineral and its social assets, all the assets that make up our civilization. We embrace free market environmentalism. Great. Now, I know that you personally have looked into the facts about offshore drilling in Virginia. Right now, there is no drilling along Virginia's coastline. What are the chances of finding a significant quantity of oil or natural gas based on your studies? Well, we think actually there's probably quite a bit out there. We don't know exactly how much. The federal government's initial estimates have been dramatically conservative, and I think it pays to understand just how old and how underestimated these have been. Currently, they say there's about 130 million barrels of oil off the Virginia coast in this area, and that would supply Virginians with oil for about seven and a half months, not exactly a lot of oil. The federal estimate for natural gas, which they also think is underestimated and out of date, is about 1.14 trillion cubic feet. Now that's enough to supply Virginia's needs for about 4,000 years and for the entire United States for 55 years. However, we think there's considerably more than that and we have reason to believe that. For example, think about how the federal government has underestimated the amount of actual resources elsewhere in the U.S. The Alaska Prudhoe Bay oil field has produced more than 15 billion barrels of oil and natural gas liquids, and it's still producing, and yet the original forecast was for no more than about 9 billion barrels total. The Bakken Formation, about which there's been an enormous amount of discussion, has been wildly overestimated by some, but if you simply look at what the USGS survey says today, that there's 3 to 4 billion barrels, That's more than 25 times their original estimate made in 1995. And, of course, if we look at the Gulf of Mexico, in 1987 the government estimated there was 9 billion barrels of oil. By 2006, after major advances in seismic technology and in deep water drilling techniques, the federal estimate, and that's the federal estimate for that area, has ballooned to 45 billion barrels. So we know 
Federal estimates are low, and we suspect there's a great deal more out there. Isn't there one estimate that puts the potential amount of oil off the coast of Virginia at an astounding 900 billion barrels? Well, there is that estimate, and I'll tell you where it comes from. <clears throat> the fact is, nobody really knows how much oil and gas is out there, and the best you can do is to really compare it to a situation found elsewhere. If you look at what happened off of George's Bank and the Scotian geolog uh, geology off of Nova Scotia, and you compare what their original estimates were to their actual produced estimates, and you use that multiplier down here in Virginia, because the Virginia geology is very similar to the Scotian coast, and then if you just take that multiplier and multiply it against the current federal estimate, you could get a 900 billion barrel estimate. But let's keep in mind, 900 billion barrels is supposedly more than the entire planetary quantity. So it's an extreme high kind of an estimate. We suspect that that estimate might be, oh, perhaps one-tenth. That would be 90 billion barrels. Even if it was one-twentieth, that'd be about as much as we see in the Gulf Coast. So when you start making multiplication of this kind, it's too easy to do to be credible but it clearly is likely to be well in excess of what they've currently estimated. Let's try one more example. If we take the uh, estimate that's currently out there by the federal government and we multiply it times 25 times, that's what the Bakken underestimate was, we'd still see as much gas or, I'll take that back, oil in that Virginia piece of pie out there as you expect in about half of all Texas. And it's a, lot of, it's a lot just in that one piece. So if you ask what's likely to be on the coast, well, we don't know, probably a lot. And then if you look at natural gas, that's a much more interesting uh, number in many ways. If you apply the Canadian metric out there, it would be a huge quantity, 18 trillion cubic feet of natural gas. It would supply the U.S. needs for almost 900 years. But it's, that's an estimate we think has some understandable credibility if you use the Scotian multiplier. There are others who think that there's 30 trillion cubic feet out there. It's an extraordinary number. So these numbers can be thrown all over. The reality is until you go out and you look, you won't know. But the geology obviously is very promising. And you had mentioned that there's one estimate of the oil off Virginia's coast being I believe it was 130 million barrels that would last a period of months. But actually, any oil or natural gas that would be produced there would be produced over a very long period of time, would it not, and would become an incremental part of the overall energy pool for the United States lasting for many, many, many years? Well, that's, that's really right. Uh, if you look at how any oil field is operated, they drill and they take what's available at the time, and as the price goes up, they take more. And as the technology develops, they get more. And so if you have a very minor field, but it pays for itself, you'll use the field as long as it's available and it's worth doing. The reality is what we ought to be looking on the Virginia coast is probably gas. But when you find gas, you find oil. And so if it's there, you'll take what you get. That's the way it works. Well, how do you think the development of Virginia's offshore resources might be able to reduce U.S. dependent on foreign energy supplies? Well, the United States now imports about 60% of its oil, 
and it's about 11 billion barrels of oil every day. Out of that, 600,000 barrels comes from OPEC. So let's just think about that 600,000 barrels for a minute. If the East Coast is like the Gulf Coast, the Gulf Coast has about 45 billion barrels. It produces about a quarter of what the U.S. produces each year. And if we had even one-twentieth of the high-end estimate out here on the East Coast, it would produce about the same amount as we produce in the Gulf. Well, that's 1.2 million barrels a day. That's twice as much as we import from OPEC. So, in essence, if the southeastern coast has the same geology as Nova Scotia, if it has the same kind of oil reserves, we could erase the need to import from OPEC nations altogether. We won't know until we get out there, but with that kind of potential in mind, it's certainly worth looking. That's very significant. And assuming that oil and natural gas are found, what potentially could be the impact on Virginia's economy or perhaps on jobs? Well, it's a big deal. Virginia produces about $400 billion, $383 billion in goods and services every year. That's its economy. If Virginia was able to produce just the same amount of natural gas as you see in Texas, and that's clearly conceivable under the Department of Interior's estimates, well, then Virginia could increase its economy by almost 10%. 35 billion in revenues a year. That's a lot of money for a small state in the in the south that used to just make cigarettes. Virginia is is a place that is a, a wonderful resource for those of us who love Virginia. But we don't think just about Virginia. We think about the whole U.S. And when you talk about U.S. dollars, you want to keep them in the United States. You want to create greater U.S. wealth. It would mean new jobs, but that's an important point. It's not just jobs. It's new jobs. It's jobs that never existed in the United States before. Now, here's an interesting thought. Some people have said we should transition from oil to natural gas. Normally, that would mean we would shift jobs from the oil economy to the gas economy. But that doesn't necessarily mean taking U.S. oil jobs away. It means we would be taking oil jobs away from the OPEC nations. We would be bringing jobs back to the United States. That's an important opportunity that I don't think folks in Virginia really want to miss. What about the environment? I'm sure there would be some concerns about how the environment might be affected by offshore exploration and production. What do you think about that? Well, we're deeply concerned about the environment, as you might imagine, the, the Center for Environmental Stewardship. Uh, but when you actually go to the facts, you find that the story is a pretty good one. There are elements to this that I think are uh, become very fascinating to those of us who've been in environmental protection for over 30 years. The citizens in Santa Barbara, California, which was home to one of the worst oil spills ever many decades ago, now think that the technology is safe enough to do drilling off their own beaches. And in Virginia, we see some of the same kind of attitude about protecting coastal waters as we see in Southern California. But a majority of folks thinks, think that oil and gas production now can be safe and and they want to see exploration and development, and that public opinion is really quite close to the facts. An independent scientific review of offshore oil production in Australia, for example, and it was very recently done, found that environmental impacts from offshore production are what they called negligible. And the U.S. National Academy of Science uh, made a similar report. Let me re read a little quote that they have. New estimates indicate that the overall amount of petroleum released to the marine environment may be lower than earlier thought. This reflects in part advances over the last decade in transportation and oil and gas production techniques. 
Spillage from vessels in North American waters from 1990 to 1999 were less than one-third the spillage during the prior decade, despite increased production. And they're not alone. The Department of Oceanography at Texas A&M reports similar findings, and they're saying that oil spills over the opening years of this century are one-twentieth the size of spills that we find in the 70s. Now, the current lease sale that's going on out on the Virginia shore includes a request for comments on environmental risks. Comments will be made. People will look at it. But the reality is you have not seen, no one has seen the kinds of spills we once heard about because the technology has grown and people's commitment to environmental quality has grown. Are there concerns, though, about the tourism industry? Virginia's got Virginia Beach and other areas along the coastline that, that really are a magnet for tourism. Well, Virginia relies heavily on tourism, as does the entire southeastern coast. But it hasn't affected the tourism in Indiana, or I'm sorry, in uh, Texas and Louisiana. Uh, and there's not a lot of reason to believe it will here either. You won't be able to see most of these uh, oil drilling rigs. They're out too far to even see. The uh, nature of the beast is that the protective activities that are taken on those rigs and around them and associated with them have not produced the kinds of harm to the environment or to tourism that we've expected. Now, I do have colleagues, and I, I discount them because, after all, they are fishermen and they tell lies. But, <laughs> but they do say that there will be more fish around the oil rigs. So... This is true. That is precisely what's been found in the Gulf and in many other regions. That's true. Well, if there is drilling off the coast of Virginia, it's going to affect more than just people that live in that state, but it's, it may affect others from surrounding states. How do they feel about offshore development and oil and natural gas? Well, we've begun, we've begun to see surveying done on this. <clears throat> in March of 2009, a survey was done in South Carolina on voters down there, and 72% of the voters believe offshore development is both safe and should be done. It's a huge number. Our institute has done some surveying amongst our own uh, membership base and found extremely strong support within Virginia as well. We're planning on a broader survey to look at more questions and then uh, evaluate uh, the responses from more people. If that survey comes out like most national surveys, then two out of three voters will support offshore oil and gas development. Frankly, the American public is tired of being told what they can and cannot do and what they have to do to give up prosperity, that they have to kowtow to foreign interests. America was built on the shoulders of those who invested in American resources, and Americans still believe in self-reliance and self-determinism. And it should come as no surprise that Americans want to drill here and they want to drill now. And the majority support offshore oil and gas development. They don't ask should we do it, they ask, why haven't we started yet? Very interesting discussion. That'll have to be the last word. David Schneer, thank you so much for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio. My pleasure, and thank you very Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org dot org.